and record. And here we are. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the Beast Model Tech Tuesday, the first one of 2022. So thank you so much for joining me, guys. Sorry about last week. I was really under the weather. But I'm here now. And please forgive me because I have a lot going on. You see there's this VW right there behind me. I'm doing something very experimental. So I'm going to be going back and forth. Hopefully you guys are okay with that. Cindy, 714, happy new year to you, dear. Cindy is a wonderful individual in my life. She's a wonderful lady who hired me into pharma when I you know, got out of pharmaceutical research. She got me into pharmaceutical sales. What a great individual and a blessing to my life. And it's been there for me during the most toughest times ever. Happy New Year, Kong Online. Good seeing you. Thank you, Who's Billy. Appreciate the kind words. Happy New Year to you, Astrefe. Happy New Year, Mino44. Thought it was a Kona. Um, yeah, there's a Kona here. There's a Veloster N there. But that red one right there, sitting on a beautiful set of Titan 7s, just like the Kona is, is a nice VW wagon. I'm doing something very experimental. You're in pharma as well. Well, thank you, Fair Water Marketing. It's a very interesting environment indeed. Let's see, what are your thoughts on the Kremer's new K3R? It's pretty cool. Guys, come on. You know, I have a soft spot for anything that Kremer builds. And being that they took the take on the factory Porsche 935 and did their own twist to it and actually spanked the factory's butt back in the 80s and 90s, that means a lot to me. So... I think it's awesome. Have I driven one? No, I have not. I still have my own version right here next to me, but I haven't at all. I've been well 22RE red. Um, last week I was really ill, like really ill, like scary ill, but I'm back, bounced back, and I'm hopefully good to go. Just being very safe right now as we speak, but things are well. Happy New Year. Hopefully all is well with you. Happy New Year to you as well, Ashen Campbell. Is it a Mark 7 wagon? Yes, GTI Junior. You have a good eye. Absolutely. What motor is the VW running? It's a diesel. Should I say more? Should I say more? Anyway, but I'm going to go back and forth and, and check on things. So hopefully you guys can bear with me as I do that. I'm good now. Count Dracula is back. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, Air Parse 24. What you got junk cars? What do I have? What? Why do you have junk cars behind me? Says Mustang 1995 V6. Well, because I'm busy. I don't agree with your moniker being junk. I tend to embrace all types of automobiles. So right here next to me, I have a Porsche 935. I have another Porsche Turbo right here next to me as well. I have a Veloster N. I have a Kona. I have a VW out there. I have a Rolls Royce sitting right there. I have a uh, K3V right here next to me as well. I have a variety of cars, so think of me as the Jay Leno of performance cars. I like all types of vehicles. I'm not marquee specific. <laughs> Mustang says he's messing with me. Okay, well, thank you so much. Appreciate that, you know. I am doing well. I'm doing well. Just uh, here to facility, take care of some things. Uh, Tainted Formula says embrace our cars. That was the market, and there's a market for all. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm not marquee specific. I love them all. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Porsches and Hondas is my first love, but I love everything. I really do. I'm BC, pun intended. There you go. Yes, I am BC, pun intended. Joyful New Year and good day to you as well. Make great motoring. So guys, hang tight. Let me go and check on something that I have going out here. Just give me a few seconds. Don't quite leave. Um, I'm going to try and, 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 and be multifaceted today. I'm trying to do quite a few things at the same time. And I can feel the top. And she's got to say, ah, so do this for me. 
right, so I have a program that's allowing me to do some very clever things to the ECU on that diesel. Some clever good things, which is always good, eh? Hey, BC, how do you feel about NFTs? I think it's cool. I want to get into that. So seeing the fact that you can sell actually digital wares is, is actually very intriguing to me. I remember first time I heard about NFTs was early, early last year, as early as February on the news, and I was blown away by that. So it's something I want to embrace, especially the fact that I can build all these vehicles and to have a digital version that people around the world can access without having to physically have a car with them. It's quite intriguing indeed. I'll keep it posted as I go down that journey in the path. Excuse me, a little bit dry there. NFT BC, yep, I want to look into it. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I, I'm considered a bit of an early adopter when it comes to technologies and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I have recently got into it, says N54 Thai. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm curious as well. BC, were you ever racing the World Cup Finals? What class would you try, says Blazian Taurus. Yes, I would. The funny thing is that the World Cup Finals seems to always fall around SEMA. And for those of you who have known me for a long time, SEMA is a very important concept, or I should say aspect of our life here at BC Motor, building cars every year. Last year was a bit of a challenge because of COVID, but um, we continue to build cars. And it, it, you can imagine how difficult it is to have multiple vehicles at a SEMA, sometimes six, seven cars with OEM endeavors and some other privateer cars and also cars for manufacturers and so on and so forth. And then having to also coordinate a race Back east. If I did, it would be an all-motor class, definitely. I'd love to do that. And I heard that event is amazing. I just don't understand why it's the same time as SEMA. It hurts. How do you feel about Accords? Would you build one? And if so, what year? Who's Billy? I love Accords. As a matter of fact, the engine that made the name for me was the F22A out of the older CB7 Accord. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, of course. So if I were to build an Accord, I'd like to do one of two things. Actually, two things. I'd like to do something old and something new. I'd like to build a newer gen, having access to the L15 engine and going to town with that. Maybe even the K20C engine, having some fun with that. And then build an old school, like throwback to like what you would see from British touring in the 80s and 90s. So, dare I say, CB7 wagon um, with big wheels tucked, boosted, and just a lot of fun, just very throw back to the British touring days, and then something brand new as well, like something old and new. That's what I like to do. I know a lot of my friends here from Honda and they're listening. They're probably gonna get, I'm probably gonna get a call about that, but nonetheless, yeah, it's something I like to do indeed. Um, what are your thoughts on the electric cars at EPA basically trying to make racing all kinds of a wealthy person's hobby? Um, that's not what I see, 22RE Red. Um, as a matter of fact, the vehicle that I'm driving right now is a 2022 Mazda MX-30 which is Mazda's foray into the EV world. It's happening, guys. Whether we like it or not, technology is improving and manufacturers are really leading the charge with trying to go towards electrification. And for me, as an enthusiast, someone who loves performance, this electric car next to me is pretty freaking fast. The K3V, the first car I ever built that was electric, is mind-blowing. And the fact that I love performance first and then the sound a little bit later, it, it, it's pushing me towards that. And look at, think about this, guys. If you and I, honestly, guys, without a hookup, if you and I were say, saying, hey, let's build a nine-second four-door, how much would it cost us to build? How much would it cost us to build with this European, American, Japanese, a nine-second, solid nine-second four-door sedan? And then let's take it a little bit further. And it's street legal. As in emissions are not a problem. It's, it'll be very expensive to build such a car, right? But you can walk into a place where they sell Teslas, get a plot, 
and run mid, possibly low nines, bone stock, four-door sedan, ungutted, it's ridiculous. And what makes that so amazing to happen? The fact that it's electric. So performance-wise, you can't shake a stick at the torque and the, uh, the capability of electric cars. Now, for those of you who love the sound, you know, of course, same here, like this right here next to me is a beautiful twin turbocharged Porsche. I love the sounds, I love the, 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 the chopping of the air, I love the blow-off valves, I love the whistling, I love the spooling sound, I love all that. But I've talked about this before, guys. The K3V, being a Porsche as well, is very unique in the fact that when I drive that on the tarmac, I'm feel, I feel more connected to the road. I do. I, I hear the pebbles hitting the, the, the fiberglass. I hear feedback better from the tires. I feel the brakes better. It's just, it's just better connection between human and tarmac. Something that's absolutely dampened by an internal combustion engine. It's the weirdest thing, guys. I couldn't, think, I couldn't imagine this before, but after driving a performance EV that's not how should I say, alienated from the road. There's not a ton of sound deadening, it's just a raw machine. Guys, I'm telling you, the, the feeling is absolutely amazing. So, something to think about. Okay, guys, um, for those of you just coming in, I'm here on the very first Tuck Tuesday of the year. I have a VW that I'm experimenting with out there, a diesel VW. Give me a second, I'm gonna be going back and forth and trying to walk and chew gum and talk to all of you, my family from around, all around the world, and uh, still do some great things. And you know, I see that, Another forerunner page makes a point, 130000 for a plot. He's right. There's no way that we can build a $130,000 low nine second vehicle drive car. Time intensive. Everything. So, what do I want to talk to you guys about? Thanks for your patience. I want to talk about something really cool, which has to do with this vehicle behind me here, right? The Veloster N, which is pretty cool. Um, no, I haven't forsaken you at all. I'm just um, doing, you know, <laughs> trying to face at the same time. I'm doing some experimentation with a flash program with that VW out there as I talk to all of you and trying to accomplish all this at the same time. While I also want to talk to you guys about the new event coming up. And this event is not one that you typically think of around, you know, a launch of something or something crazy, but yeah, I guess it is a bit of a launch. The Velocity N. This is the intercooler. See this tiny thing here? This is a factory intercooler of a Velocity N and also the i30N in Europe. And it's very small, efficient, lightweight, has some composite end caps, um, a decent thin density, but is right there when it comes to performance for a factory Veloster N. 
And it's pretty cool, right? Pretty nice, pretty lightweight, not bad at all. But then, of course, that's not enough for us here at Bismoto. And our good friends and partners at CSF, we all got together and came up with this great concept, which initially existed right now in, or existed for quite a while, in a prototype stage. So this is a prototype that we had in house with CSF. And something you'll notice is that it has a bit of a step. See the step right here? And a step does two things. It allows for you to be able to install a much larger intercooler without cutting anything up in the car. Above and beyond that, it takes advantage of real estate that currently exists, which is very similar to the factory. But it gives you something a little taller and much more efficient without giving you a huge pressure drop. <coughs> now, you guys may wonder, what's an intercooler do? Now, I don't know if those of you who may be very uh, in tune with thermodynamics or better yet, uh, physics, and you may know about Charles' law, and this really dictates that whenever you pressurize a gas, the increase in temperature is directly proportional to the compression of the gas. So the more you pressurize a gas, which happens with turbocharging, the temperature rises up direct proportion to that compression, or to that, 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 that bringing together of all the molecules, that, that force inducing. So that being said, what do we do? Um, it doesn't. No, it does not. So the step you're seeing, think about this. There's a very unique end tank design here, which does not inhibit or cause any turbulent flow that you may see with some other poor step designs. So no, in this case, no, it does not. But what it does is it allows us to have better heat exchange, allows us to have an opportunity for more surface area for heat exchange without being limited to this section of the area, right? Excuse <coughs> me. So, what does that mean? We have the opportunity to be able to have a denser mixture. We have the opportunity to take temperatures that may be a little running away from us because we have a bigger turbocharger or a flash program that allows for more boost. Net-net, we can create a lot more power with a larger intercooler system. And we've seen those with type R's, the velocity N also follows suit. Manufacturers are doing a great job in making their setups very efficient, but once you push the envelope with a little bit more power, you are now out of the efficiency range of the factory setup. So, guess what? Now we have a solution for you. We have an introductory price of $6.99 shipped here from Bisimoto, and we have a few in both silver and black, and it's on this car right now. It's already installed. The original aftermarket is already installed, not the prototype. Prototype is off. We did a lot of testing, and with this update, I put it through the snow. I was up in the mountains for a few weeks, a few days, I should say, beating the crap out of this thing. It was a lot of fun. Went to Mexico with it in the heat of summer, and it did extremely well, and now it's ready for all of you. And you will see not only a beautiful unit that really does justice to the marquee of the Velocity N, thank you, Engineer Behrman, who left BMW to come to Hyundai and make things happen, but also allows you to have much more reliable power without any qualm whatsoever, you know? Who's Billy's asking, can you make parts for the CB7? Of course, we have tons of them. Camshafts, cam gears, valve springs, retainers, pistons, rods, clutches, sleeving services, head services. Let me know what you need. We got it for you. One second, let me go check up on my experiment over here. So give you guys a look at my
so difficult, guys, that I'm trying to. What I should probably do is wait until I'm, I'm done with all of you and then finish that off. Finish that off quite nicely. Phantoms, XRS is dead. Please don't be. I'm in the same boat. Yes, I'm leaving back and forth. Um, I'm trying to work as I talk to all of you. Shout out to the dude who asked for CB7 parts. I, I never stopped making them. So what's interesting is, you know we had a bit of a challenge, which I'm glad to hear from many of you we've overcome. And that challenge is with the EPA. They put all of us in a position where we could not sell components or build cars for off-road use only if they were originally a street-faring vehicle, meaning that you cannot remove any emissions equipment, rendering it illegal to do that if you had the opportunity to try and build a car for track only. Hence, only limiting us to purpose-built track cars only, hence like two chassis cars or sand rails. And that was killing us for a long time. And that seems to uh, have come to pass. So that being said, I now have the capability of being able to sell you guys components for your CB7s for off-road use only and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be popping our site with that, those components once again, no problem whatsoever. Are you going to build a CRX? Manny, KRX, that is my fault, Mr. Alpha Racing, my fault indeed. You know the very first car, I was just talking to Jessica about this yesterday, you know the very first car that I ever raced was a CRX, an 88 CRX HF. <coughs> my throat is so dry today, oh my God. Anyway, so that being said, I hold my teeth doing that, and then after I retired that vehicle, I took the components, the single cam engine or motor out of the CRX and put them to the Insight. So I've already built one. Um, is there a chance or any plans for me to build another CRX anytime soon? No. If Honda does resurrect the name, which you've done with Integra, then yes, that would tempt me to do something crazy old and new again. But until that glorious day comes, I have no plans in the near future to build another CRX, you know? What do you think of the improved on the rotary motor's design? It says 22RE Red. Quite a few. You know, the materials for the gaskets that exist um, for the apex seals, I should say. Um, that seems to be the Achilles heel of those engines for quite a, quite a while. And I, I see as the Wankel engine progressed to modern time, um, they became less and less a performance platform. I have no qualm with the noise. I have no qualm with the heat they generate. I know the emissions seem to be a bit of a touchy subject there, but I love the efficiency and simplicity of the Wankel engine and the lightweight design that also lends itself to being very compact. I'm also very pleased to hear through our connections at Mazda that they're not gonna use rotary engines again as range extenders for their hybrid line of vehicles. So please stay tuned here with me um, on the Beast Motor channel. In the next couple of days, I'm gonna do a review on Mazda's first electric automobile, which is right out there charging right now, the Mazda MX-30, very beautiful car. Lots of use of very exotic materials, which are very, how should I say, environmentally friendly, which I love quite a bit. And of course, their design architecture is absolutely fantastic. I need a turbo kit for my 2015 Odyssey. Ooh, I may not do that. It is too expensive to build. I don't think it would be worth it if I did it for you, but I don't have, yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I don't think I'd be doing that. No, 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 no. It's, it's, you have no idea how expensive it is for us to build that. Bring the inside back, says another forerunner page. It's right there. I'll do it. Done. You ask, and I will make it happen. Cornbread Customs. Thanks for the love. Appreciate that indeed. V8 Swap 24 says I bought a Godzilla BOV, which is one of my favorite. Godzilla blow off valve is the one that Terminex used to make. It's in this blue one right here. It's in the IROC Porsche. It's in the, uh, the Wagon Van that's right there. I just, it's, it's my center seat Porsche. I, I just love the sound of those things. 
Um, I need aluminum flange, part number 20507A, seems to be discontinued. Semi DM, I may have, I may, I may have some. I'll check my inventory, I just may. Semi DM to remind me. Do I find all the parts on the website? No, not yet. Let me know what you need. Write to us at sales at bcmall.com, what you need, and I'll make it happen for you. Yeah, I don't have it on the website yet. It was removed because of the EPA's uh, recent deeming. BC Legends says 024A Rob. Thank you so much. Appreciate that indeed, sir. <coughs> wow, I need some water. Anyway, okay. Glare on the camera lens. Yeah, because the back door is open. I'm so sorry about that. It's glary. I know. Forgive me. I'm trying to walk and chew gum at the same time. I have my very good friend Tommy here from Tetsuma. He brought me this beautiful model, which we're going to talk about sometime next, you know, next week or two. And he was kind enough, or crazy enough, to allow me to experiment on his automobile. So uh, we're going to have some fun with that and see what we can do to make his automobile a little more uh, peppy. How's that? So because of that, I'm going back and forth, and the back door is open to make all that happen. Um, but I apologize for the glare. Yes, hydration is very important. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. OEP saying, hey, BC, I'm building a natural aspirated B-series with 11 to 1, 11 to 5 compression at 200 horsepower. Would you recommend an air oil separator or would a cat can suffice given the low power? So power really isn't the necessary, I shouldn't say isn't the, 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 the conduit to whether you use an air oil separator or a cat can. It's really blow-by that does that. And yes, a lot of boosted vehicles tend to have a lot more blow-by, but natural aspirated vehicles who don't have great ring circle as well. So I like air oil separators because it allows you to catch any of the oil that is aerated, separate it, and return it back to the crankcase. I'm okay with that. So that being said, if you can do that, do it. Catch cans, sometimes a little bit more, um, how should I say? High maintenance. <laughs> so they could fill up, you have to drain them, look at them from time to time. Um, if you have a very poor engine, of course, you know, catch can may be a better opportunity because you, could, you won't put like remnants or moisture back in your crankcase, but all things being equal, I'm a huge advocate of the air oil separator. And whenever you can, please use that indeed. So once again, guys, talking about the Veloster N, it's almost like Hyundai's answer to the, uh, that marketplace that has the Type R, Civic Type R, and also has the Volkswagen Golf R as well. It's a really fun vehicle, has amazing characteristics. It has all these different modes from eco to normal to, uh, you know, to the end mode and the end mode custom, which I like because some of the cars in this segment don't allow you the wonderful opportunity of being able to adjust the suspension independent from the exhaust noise, independent from the throttle response. This one gives you the ability of doing all that. Sometimes you're, you're locked into a stiff riding vehicle when you're in the highest performance mode. And this one, <coughs> my performance end mode, customized when it turns purple, is where I have all the accoutrements with steering and the noise and the, and the, and the, the, the gurgle or burble, um, the performance, the boost, but with a soft suspension. So it gives me all that fun stuff and still has the nice suspension that's much more comfortable and not very jarring. And if I ever want something that a little more stiff, I can just go to the normal preset end mode and I'm good to go. But to help enhance that opportunity, we have something in combination with CSF and us that can make your project car absolutely amazing. The Achilles heel of the build from Hyundai is the very efficient and limiting intercooler. And now with CSF and I have joined force to bring a very improved setup with you, which does well for factory and definitely a must have for any modified Velocity ends whatsoever. Allows you for a denser intake charge, a lot more efficiency, 
and a lot more power, which is absolutely amazing. And it's support. It comes in both silver and black. And we're shipping free all within the contiguous United States. And a little slight source charge for those overseas. And they come in, you know, I'll say that black and a beautiful brilliant silver. So if you want that little muted look where you don't want to give show too much away, you just want to be very incognito, you can do the black one. But if with the silver, it's very brilliant, very factory, and very racy as well. We have both. And they'll start shipping next week. So if you're going to be somewhere website or CSF website, you can order directly from them. You can also demand it from through your dealerships. And believe it or not, we have the opportunity uh, on the BCMO website for you to buy it and yours to ship ASAP. But jump on it quickly because we have a very limited supply that we have access to all of you. Osaka Rod, good seeing you. Thank you so much for joining me this Tech Tuesday. Appreciate you indeed. And you know, I've been very, very rude going back and forth. Thank you so much, Daniel Carr, singer Bizon Saint, because I'm trying to experiment while talking to all of you. So here's what I'm going to do. Let me finish with this experiment. If I do it in a decent time, I'll come back in and say hi to all of you. But above and beyond that, thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of BCMO Tech Tuesday for 2022, with many more to come. Stay tuned, and let's chat soon. Cheers.